Welcome to wherever you are. This is Ryan McNeil in Toronto, Canada, and you are listening to Wicked Little Town Part 1. These are the audio postcards that I dispatch from TIFF, the Toronto International Film Festival, the 42nd Toronto International Film Festival, happening right now until September 17th in my hometown of Toronto, Canada. I'll bet you were wondering, why don't he write? How come almost a whole week of the festival went by without an audio dispatch? And uh, I was actually thinking that too, but we were just having far too much fun uh, to actually sit down and record anything just yet. And I found myself in a strange little loop where I wasn't seeing the usual suspects quite as much, wasn't uh, making the quite uh, was making the connections to get these audio dispatches out to you but finally on day seven the stars aligned and I found a good friend of mine to sit down and talk about the week talk about how things have been going and I was really happy because he's somebody who I've been hoping to get on the show for a while and I finally did and uh, now I gotta get him on a full episode because the uh, the chat was so much fun so come with me to Gerard Street out front of the Ryerson Theatre where I sat down with Norma Glaskin for episode one a wicked little town. Alright, we're on the wall. I don't think I've actually ever recorded on the wall, even though every TIFF I've gone to since 2004 has inevitably had a mo- at least one moment on the wall. And for those who may not know what we're talking about, we're, we're at the Ryerson Theatre on Gerard Street in Toronto. There's a short wall that extends from the Ryerson Theatre across, all the way across pretty much Ryerson campus, and uh, everybody who waits for the movie sits on the walls, and uh, Norm is here. How are you doing, Norm? Good. Good to see you. You too. How's your, uh, how's your week been going? But before I go to that, I want to talk about the wall. I've been sitting <laughs> on this wall since before that building was built. It's, it's I weird. saw them yeah. work and build that building, Yeah, that's, that's and now true. it's up and standing there. And then the, the and now they're gutting the other one, they're going to build something else there. And by the time that's complete, maybe they'll you know they'll move to another theater or something. Exactly. You know, it's it, it's it's weird. Yeah, like I, I was at a, I just came from a, a regular commercial screening over at the AMC, or not 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 even the AMC anymore, but over at the Young and Dundas Theater, and I was remembering the brief shining moment that TIFF used that venue, which I really liked because that linked well Young Dundas. Uh, the Elgin and then coming up here. You yeah, run, it was a nice little corridor. Alley, yeah, the right, do those three together. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah, and uh, it's uh, it's the 42nd annual TIFF. Uh, you're you're on a press badge. I'm just on my own dime and seeing a short schedule again. Um, it's it's that that that's I must admit that's the been weird for me uh, this year uh, to seeing on a on a shortened slate because I'm seeing about 13 all said and done and that's not weird like I'm seeing less because I figure I'm not always going to be able to see 20 or 30 or 40 like I used to what's weird is the films I'm selecting I swear I'm the only person who's selecting them I'm not seeing any of you guys I I'm, it's back to when I first started doing TIFF well, what and, I'm, I'm, and I'm basically see, like making new friends in line it's weird yeah I'm noticing a lot, a lot of people have seen stuff before so mm-hmm. I, I'm noticing a lot mm-hmm. of the regular group and they're off doing interviews or doing this and that so yeah. a lot lot of them I'm not seeing a lot of either yeah the other thing of course we must note is you have seen more screenings at, at, at TIFF so far that with my wife than I have yeah I was gonna say speaking of weird <laughs> I, I saw your wife and she's like I'm doing a full industry I'm like, what huh mm-hmm. huh mm-hmm. I'm like so when, on your year end one when she comes on I'm like you'll have something to say this year I'm yeah, telling her yeah yeah, yeah. She's, yeah she's seen I, I think by the time the, the dust settles she'll see I've seen 30 or 40 in the week which is by far her most she she's like getting so ambitious that she's dropping screenings whereas me you know if I drop even one that's 10% of my whole slate right right so I I, I can't 
Um, but your week's been going well so far. Yeah, it's, we, it's day seven today. Day seven. It's yeah. been going very well. Um, seen a lot of real good good ones. Um, some of my top ones, I would I would say, is the rider. I like the rider a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, I've seen two horse movies actually. I was saying before, saw so Lean on Pete today, and they both been very good learning a lot about horse training and how to move horses around and I wish we were great. I wish we weren't city folk like I kind of you know I'm getting a an urge to be around horses I'm sure that they would just like kick my ass but but seeing a movie like The Rider I'm like yeah I, I feel like I want to hang around horses yeah but then I'm I, you know I, I I think a little bit better of it and realize that's probably just not a good idea for yeah, it's me it's very tough work yes, what I'm seeing and what I know of friends who have horses yeah it's very tough work. Yeah, and you know, they, they're up probably, early and to bed late. Yeah, and they would laugh at me with my guys. I've got carpal tunnel. <laughs> you know, they would just exactly. mock my, mock. so the rider was one that stuck out, and right. on Pete was another one. The best is Loveless I've seen. Which one is that one? Um, that's by the director who did Leviathan. Oh, it's okay. his fault, Leviathan. Okay. And I've never seen a man and woman hate each other as much on screen as that couple does in Loveless. Wow, it's incredible. Okay. That's, 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 and that's, it's kind of funny because we say something like that, it's like, go see this movie. Two people just destroy each other. Yeah. And we're like, no, no, really, go see it. You still and, see it. And you're talking the, um, the Eastern European Leviathan, not the boat and the, and the bird Leviathan. No, Eastern European, right. the Russian <laughs> Leviathan, yes. It's, you know, it's cloud. And I mean, I think both Leviathans actually played Tiff back in the day. They both played Tiff, you know? right. So it's, it's incredible. Have, has there been, like, any themes to the movies you've been seeing? Like, have you noticed that there's a lot of... Uh, a lot of political drama, I've a lot seen. of love, a lot of something. Well, horses. Horses, horses come okay. up a couple times. And a lot of movies I'm seeing of shots and people in elevators. Really? I've seen the notice. Okay. Yeah, that, huh. that's been going on quite a bit as well, which is, it could just be what's happening, but I've noticed that as well. Interesting. I'm noticing my movies have uh, largely focused on family drama. Uh, oddly enough, just like I, almost every title I've seen so far probably not counting the one we're about to see because we're about to see some Midnight Madness um, has, has centered on a family at a point of crisis or one person in a family kind of in a point of crisis so I saw Waru which is about a family that loses a child I saw Ava which is about a daughter who is coming who's basically coming of age much to her parents chagrin um, I, I saw Unicorn Store which is kind of like it, it's a sweeter version of this but it's about like two parents watching their child trying to deal with with failure so uh, all my movies even though I don't have as many they all seem to have family at their center right. it's, it's one of those things that I didn't really notice as I was putting my schedule together but these themes kind of start to emerge did you like Unicorn Store? I liked it I didn't love it um, it's, it's, it's sweet it's a glitter bomb of a movie it's sweet um, it's kind of appropriately enough when the movie begins she's doing these paintings that look like unicorn food like they're messy and they're purples and pinks and blues exactly. and they're really broad strokes and she gets good and messy while she's doing and them. a lot of glitter and that's very emblematic of the movie right. like she really wants to get messy get her hands dirty and just get her joy and expression up there on screen right um and and, and does still have some interesting things to say but it's not perfect which is fine. Like, I mean, it's a first feature, right? right? How many how many first features are, holy crap, amazing? Exactly. I thought uh, it kind of lulled a bit in the middle. Okay. A little bit of a dip there. Yeah. But it kind of got its groove back towards yeah. the end. I mean, the other, the other thing that's cool about Unicorn Store, which, um, for those listening, is Brie Larson's yeah. um, directorial debut, exactly. is everybody in that movie is committed. Right? True. Like, it, it, is, it is an absurd premise of a woman who suddenly gets invitations to a unicorn store 
run by Samuel L. Jackson exactly. in a horrendous wig. As the salesman. As the salesman. Yes. Everybody, including Mr. Jackson, is is compl- is all in. Right? That's Her parents, true. Bradley Whitford and Joan Cusack, Brie Larson, um, Mamadou, who plays her her kind of friend turned uh, love interest towards the end of the movie. Uh, everybody is fully committed to this rel- rel- relatively silly concept. Exactly. So I gotta at least give them credit for that. Yes. Um, how have you? So, how many years have you been doing the press badge now? Uh, two. Okay. I had uh, sent when I, I sent in some stuff from my blog, Flick Under. Yep. And that got me that got me uh, a conference pass first. Okay. And then after three years, I applied again, and then I got full credentials after that. And like for those who, you know, a lot of people who are listening to this would probably be the kind of people who just go on a public ticket. What is the big vibe difference of going on like a press badge versus when you used to go on your own dime? I think it's changing. Really? Because I think a lot of people are on industry ones as well. And a lot of folks now, like if you work for the Lightbox all year round, you can build up enough vouchers and that that you can go and rush all this stuff. Okay. So I think you're getting more of the regular public into the press and industry screenings. You're getting more applause. You're hearing more laughter. You're getting more reaction. And I'm also noticing that there's more emotion from the crowd. Really? Like, the last two years I've been able to pick out the People's Choice winner, obviously. Yeah, okay. When I saw Room at the press screening at the uh, Princess of Wales, um, everybody's crying. Really? And like, wow. people are crying at a press screening. Okay. I'm like, well, that's going to win. Yeah, yeah. And then last year, La La Land, after the first act, people were hooping and hollering huh. and clapping away. Wow. And I'm saying, well, this is going to win again. Yeah. You're seeing a lot more of that. Where I've been to a few before, and you just hear nothing. You can hear a pin drop. No reaction. Well, because I years in the past. You know, press, you're supposed to be cynical by nature, right? Right. Which is kind of one of those things I've always struggled with. True. Right? Because I'm not a cynical person. Right, exactly. So, with that in mind, then, what has had that vibe in the room this year? I think it's different people are getting access. No, no, no. But, I mean, what what has had that vibe in the room that might lead to people's choice at the end of the week? Um, Well, Shape of the Water. Okay. Had a very good reaction, a lot of clapping. The, uh, the Guillermo del Toro, del Toro. movie. Yep. And set in Toronto, he's Toronto based, and that helps him as well. Um, one of the major, couple of major scenes take place in the Elgin Theatre, uh-huh. which you can clearly make out, so that's going to help as well. Um, I think that's got a very good reaction. And folks were touched by the writer, I felt. Really? Yeah. Okay. Really touched by it. Interesting. Paying attention. There's also a lot of walkouts in the press stuff. Yeah. Maybe one or two I saw during that. Even if something's very good, people kind of pop in, get a feel. Yeah. Like buyers and producers and that. Yeah. Get a feel of where it's going, then they pop out. Yeah. So I also judge by the amount of people popping in and out. Okay. And there weren't a lot during those two movies. Oh, okay. That's 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 pretty good. Oh, we got more people joining us. Recording. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's the nature of doing it out on the wall, right? Yeah. People just kind of walk in and out of the show. It's kind of like memo, but you know, better. Exactly. Um, <laughs> So, I guess the other question is just, do you, do you miss doing only the public one? Like, do you miss doing more of this kind of thing and sitting on the wall and being in the bigger house with the, with, you know, with the, with the unwashed? I still do a lot. I think one day I had three public screenings. Okay. Because on your badge, you can pick up, you can pick up public tickets, right? right? Right. So, the last few days I've done one. I did April's Daughter last night at a public one, okay. which was good. The director was there. You could hear the director talk. So I'm still doing 10 or 11 public ones as well. So it still works out. I get a taste. But it's easy to, it's 
prestige of going in and out of movies, though. Right. Like, right. like go into the Scotia Bank and you know, when the doors open at 8 o'clock and not come out of there until 6 o'clock, basically. And you're just basically going up and down those escalators. Up escalators are just movie to movie yeah. type thing. So, Are you, are you sleeping okay? Uh, I am sleeping. Are you eating well? Mm, no. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm eating well. I'm having, was, I'm having a lot of those buffalo wraps. Oh, in, in no, the, that, uh, ain't, that ain't good. I was, I was, in, I was telling that to people bay. today. Like they, they call it Tiffmas, basically. And it is very much like that because you shut off the rest of the world. You see your friends and your family, or at least your, you know, your Tiff friends and your family, right. and you eat and drink terribly. Right. You know, And then you come out of it and it's like, oh, shit, I put on five pounds. And what's going on out in the world? Also, but I do bring water, though. Oh, that's good. And... Uh, a wise person told me a long time ago when I first started going, the key is you freeze one in the freezer at night. Okay. So you freeze that one, and that'll be your one that's going to act as your ice. Uh, and then at the end, okay. it's cold for your last one to drink during the day. Uh, okay. So I okay. have at least three waters on me. So Surv- survival I'm covered tips. There. I'm, I'm liking this. Covered there. So we've got, it's, it's Wednesday night. We've got uh, four full days to go. What are you looking forward to in the, uh, in the, in the back nine? Um, but what would people say, the one I mentioned, the platform what I'm seeing, about, I, I think she's Iranian. Okay. And she's in a, West, she's in a Western setting, and her dad thinks she, she's too Western, so sends her back east, like to Iran. Right. Pretty sure it's Iran. It's not Iraq, it's Iran, to kind of straighten her out. I'm looking forward to that. And I think that's the biggest one I'm looking forward to. I can't remember offhand any other major ones. Um, well, I'm seeing Disobedience tomorrow. Oh, okay. Which I really want to see. Which I one's did that see, one? Um, the same director who did a Fantastic Woman and Gloria. Okay. Because I, I saw Fantastic Woman. Okay. And that's in my top two or three as well. Nice. Very nice. good movie. I'm kind of curious. My the my ending note, unless I add on uh, the People's Choice Award on Sunday night, uh, but my last one on paper right now is Kings, the one that's set against the Rodney King riots, which right. I haven't heard anything about yet because I believe it's premiering tonight. I, I think the and gala's tonight. I'm a little bit concerned because it's the uh, it's a North American debut of the director who did Mustang, yes. and sometimes I find that when the international directors come over and work in the Hollywood system, them, they don't always translate that well, so I'm I'm curious if it's going to have her sensibility from Mustang, or if it's just going to be like an Oscar bait movie that happened to lure a good director. I see, but I'm but I am very very curious because I mean it's got a good cast and, right. and I loved Mustang last year, so so I'm anxious about that. And um, Friday night. Uh, after a full day of rest because the next 24 hours I've scheduled myself very, very poorly because we're doing midnight tonight. Right. i got to work tomorrow. Okay. And then I'm going to a 9 o'clock show of... I believe it's called The Hunger or The Hungry, which is the Indian yes, adaptation yes. of Titus. Yes, so I, I'm, saw, I remember reading about right. that. So I'm going to get home sometime after 2, post this podcast, get about maybe three hours sleep, work a full day, and then go read a movie. By the time I get to Thursday night <laughs> exactly. bedtime, I am going to be destroyed. But once I get through that, I've got a good day off on Friday, and I'm hoping to enjoy Plonger, the um, directorial debut of Melanie Laurent. Exactly. So that, I'm reading that one as well. Okay, so I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to that one because that's one where uh, you know people made it put together by this point I'm doing another tiff with women right and um, so first of all so far that's worked out great for me really I have enjoyed everything to varying degrees um, and it's introduced me to a lot of new voices and yeah like Melanie Laurent made a movie who knew um, I, I, it's kind of funny because when I time came to choose, I kind of tossed a coin between the Greta Gerwig movie and the Brie Larson movie. Okay. And so far, I th- like I've, I kind of want that coin toss back because I'm hearing nothing but yes, good things about I the Greta did Gerwig like movie. Greta Gerwig movie. Yeah. And uh, did you see Call Me by Your Name at all? 
No, not to guy, guy director. You no, no, I, but I want to. And that's another like that one. That's one of the ones I'm hearing a lot now, of good things about. No, the actor in it, the other actor, the one that's not Army Hammer. I can't remember his name. Right, but we'll just call him not Army Hammer. He's in three movies there. He's in oh, the yeah? Greta Gerwig. Okay. He was in Hostile, which I saw yesterday. He was good in that. Yeah. And he's also in that as well. Oh man. And he's, he has three movies. There's this always year. there's always one actor, right? Like like <laughs> several years ago, it was Evan Rachel Wood. This year, a few years ago, it was also Benedict Cumberbatch. Right. Like one actor just kind of has a whole bunch of projects all aligned right. and they're basically like you know man or woman about town for the week yeah, he's, he's in three so right. it's very interesting right. stuff alright well uh, we are gonna we're gonna still hang out on this wall because we've got a long time before Midnight Madness starts but we're gonna sign off for the night tell people where they can find your stuff yeah well I write for my own blog Flick Hunter and I also contribute as well to one of your regular uh Courtney Small's blog, ah, yes. Cinema Axis. Yeah. I'm doing his podcast when this is all said and done. Okay, yeah. very good. And then thirdly, I'm a regular contributor to IMDb as well. Score. They're so twisted up, they'll twist you up, I fear. The pious, hateful, and devout, you're turning tricks till you're turned out. The wind so cold it burns You're burning out and blowing round And if you've got Fun fact, in case you're curious, the Midnight Madness movie that Norm and I then went in to see Let the Bodies Tan was more than a little bit bananas. It was all over the place. It was colorful. It was violent. It was crazy and... I still don't quite know what I think of it, but hey, that's Tiff. Every movie you see is very much a crapshoot, and that's what makes it so much fun. Uh, I do hope to get at least one more of these audio postcards out to you before the festival ends on Sunday. Uh, maybe even more, maybe two. Um, the festival itself, if you want to take part, can be you can find tickets at tiff.net. It's going on until Sunday the 17th. The last weekend, there are lots and lots of screenings. So I do encourage you, if you're in the Toronto area, to, uh, to come join us. It's so much fun, and not nearly as intimidating as it seems. My Thanks again to Norm for joining me. If you want to follow what's going on with uh, my goings-on at uh, the festival, you can, of course, check out the site, thematinee.ca slash tiff. You can um, hit me up on Twitter, where I'm matinee underscore ca, or Facebook, of course, facebook.com slash darkmatinee. But for now, for Norm, I'm Ryan McNeil. We'll see you at the matinee and at tiff. No other choice. You know you can follow my voice. The dark turn.